Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the 16th edition of the number one podcast and radio show, Achtung Millwall. Well, Ian Holloway's billed this as his toughest week as manager of the Lions, and so it's proven to be, with two self-inflicted defeats at Ipswich last Saturday and Reading last Tuesday night. Yesterday, though, that was that strangest football event, the exhilarating 0-0 draw, up against Nottingham Forest, of course. Stay tuned to the show for our take on yesterday's proceedings, followed by my post-match conversation with Peter Hurd, the butterfly collector. Plus, of course, the cult phone calls to our match day voicemail. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you in association with our friends at the Punters Helper, www.theph.co.uk. Welcome to a new way to look at horse racing. For just £10 a month, you get access to the Punters Helper's daily tipping service, including coverage of some of the key races and meetings of the season, such as the Epsom Derby, Royal Ascot and the Cheltenham Festival, the Punters Helper www.theph.co.uk Our business is profit, why not join us? Listeners, any form of gambling is by its very nature a high-risk investment and bets can get beaten and beaten out of sight someday so please do not invest any more than you Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Bear to lose. Good afternoon, welcome to Achtung Millwall. My name is, of course, Nick Hart, 
And this is the Dan then on a grey day, South Bermondsey. London calling, playing over the loudspeakers as we await the entry of the two sides at the end of Ian Holloway's toughest week, self-proclaimed toughest week. And so it's been proven to be the two defeats to date. This is going to be a tough game today, ladies and gentlemen. Nottingham Forest and no slouches, just reading through the um, you know, their, their list of opponents here, and you can see some quality players in that side. We're all lining up today with Ford in goal, then Malone, Dunn, Beavers, and Edwards across the back. Midfield to Williams and Abdu, which is um, reassuring. I think we'll get some solidity in midfield. Then in front of them, you've got the three of Wolford, McDonald, Jermaine Easter today. Apparently, Ricardo Fuller has uh, twanged a hamstring. Do you twang a hamstring? Whatever you do with a hamstring, he's done it, and he's on the bench today. So we've got Matthias Renegi starting. Um, not sure whether that's good news or bad news. This is a big chance of Renegi to do something. So far, he's uh, disappointed, in my opinion, for me. Forest all in red today, red and white. Millwall back to our normal blue shirts and white shorts. A couple of comments in today's programme, both by Ian Holloway and I think Alan Dunn, about how this team is not used to losing two on the spin, which is what's happened this week. So um, that's very true. In, in, since Holloway's come to us, we haven't actually lost three on the spin, which is potentially what we've got on offer today. So it's a big, big day out for, for Millwall today. The other interesting things I'm just reading in Ian Holloway's pre pre-game notes in the programme notes he's um, talking about the uh, start of the Reading game where he admits he got the team wrong in terms of setup and gave Reading too much respect and I think that I made that right because the once he changed it back to conventional Millwall tactics as we've come to see this season we looked a whole lot whole lot better um, let's hope for the, the, more of the second half fight we saw at Reading today against Forrest but fair play to Holloway for putting his hand up to that error Away we go, ladies and gentlemen. Millwall kick us off. Attacking the away end. What's the name of that stand? It's not uh, cold blow. I don't know what that's called. It's called the cunt stand. Let's call it the cunt stand. We're attacking the cunt stand for the first half. Good atmosphere in the ground today. Big game, good atmosphere. Just how we want Millwall to be. Forrest straight onto the attack. The 18 coming down the wing. Gets a cross in. Ooh, uh, Danny clears it after a fashion towards Renegi. It goes Renegi forward. What can he do? He finds space. He cuts inside. Too long for Easter. End-to-end -end stuff. Not even a minute on the clock. Here comes Forrest for a shot inches wide of the near post. Who's that? Is that a summer Belunga? 18. Who is that? No. Mikel Antonio. Mikel Antonio. Also painted the Sistine Chapel roof, ladies and gentlemen. Here comes Carlos Edwards down the left. He plays it through. his Wolford into the box. Unlucky. Two, two forest defenders back with him there. Couldn't get in. a mill throw. Good start by the Lions. End-to-end -end stuff so far. We're not even two minutes into the game. We've seen more action than many games see in whole halves. I'll tell you what, you're getting your money's worth here today, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't had a chance to pause the dictaphone since, we, since the game started. Free kick. I'm going to pause it now. I've got to say, that was some start by modern football standards. The pace of the game, to start with, has been furious. Both teams looking good going forwards. Three and a half minutes gone. Man down. Who's that? Can't see from this distance. Millwall man down. Substitution injured. I can't tell you who the player is. It's down at the moment. I'm talking about stretcher now. 
stretcher coming in, the medical team running out. This looks quite serious for the poor sod who's down. In comes the forest corner and cleared. Mill haven't made a substitution. The playing with 10 men. A shot from the 27 way over the bar. I'm still trying to work out who it is that's, that's down injured at the moment. I do apologise for this, ladies and gentlemen. Is it Scott, not Scott McDonald, is it? Ed Upson's coming into the game. Carlos Edwards. Carlos Edwards. That's a big blow for Millwall. Big blow. Big blow. Some crunching tackles going in here, ladies and gentlemen. Here comes Jimmy Abdu on the attack. Down the right side. Loses out. Concedes a foul. Unlucky. Seven minutes on the clock. I tell you what, this has been some game so far. Good away turnout from Forrest. It looks like pretty much the whole of the top tier, apart from a few seats here and there. There's Renegi about halfway side the forest half now holds the ball cuts stops and cuts back plays it throws and a trip it's a fuck all that's a trip on Eastern inside a penalty area ladies and gentlemen but my first instinct was penalty referee's given nothing you can hear what the crowd think of that that was a fucking awful decision he missed it completely clear clear penalty take my word for it I'm unbiased judge 12 minutes Forrest on the attack, the ball into the mill penalty area, cleared away. Dear, oh dear, we do get some referees down here, ladies and gentlemen, don't we? We do get them. Well, as I said earlier on, Holloway spoke about showing Ipswich too much respect, and then when we got stuck into Reading on Tuesday night, we showed them no respect, and we're showing none really for Forrest so far, which is good to see. This is what the Millwall crowd want, don't they? And we're looking pretty good when we do this. Playing some nice football. The pace is up today. It's not passing around for the sake of it so far. And we're looking like we want it. That's good. Coming up for 15 minutes on the clock. Using Renegi as a, a target, man, which you'd expect at six foot five or whatever he is. Referee's given nothing again there. And once again, you can hear what the middle crowd think of this referee. We're hurrying Forrest in defence a lot at the moment. Doing the, the, the midfield pressing and defensive pressing quite well. And when they're under pressure, they're not looking too good. When they get the ball forwards to their front line, they look as, as good as anyone we've played so far, but we are pinning them, pressing them back. Here comes Nottingham Forest now on the attack. The 17 is Jack Hunt. What an unfortunate name, Jack Hunt. Crosses the ball in, though, towards the striker, and it's nodded away. That's like it's going to run for a corner, and it does. 17 minutes. McDonald finds Renegi, tries to play it wide, looked like he got buffeted there, but I don't think we're going to get any change out of this referee at all today. They're back on the attack, comes the 18 now. Mark Antonio, whoever his name is, plays it back. The two now, Eric Lichadj, over on the far left-hand side as I look, finds 18, who is Michael Antonio. Plays it back across the penalty area, the Forest have got possession. Playing it around, can't work space, Mill defence sticking with them. They're calling for a handball, it looked like it hit off the chest of Abdu, I think that was. 21 minutes coming up to halfway through the first half, it's been even Stevens in all fairness. Both teams look like they want to go forwards and get the goal. No one's sitting back. This referee seems fully committed to giving Nottingham Forest as many free kicks as possible today. And he's just given them one on the far left-hand side of the... Mill penalty area, probably about two yards outside on the on the corner of the penalty area. Back from that. 24th minute of the game. Chance for a set piece move here for Forrest. 
and it comes floated towards oh beautiful save oh point blank header by um i think that was a Sumbalunga, isn't it i love saying that name good tackle there by dan the fevers are breaking through down the middle of their forest good tackle to save the day that will be one-on-one -on -one through and forward then Get a bit of a sense that Renegi is starting to become the favourite uh, boo boy for the Mill crowd at the moment. Rather unfair on today's show. I think he's done okay so far. But since when did that make any difference to a Mill crowd? Malone finds McDonald. Malone. Back to Williams, a little more centrally. Floats the ball across, trying to find Wolford. The Windsor header is on target and collected by the Forest goalkeeper, Carl Darlow. You might be surprised, ladies and gentlemen, to wonder how I know the names of the opposition so much this week, whereas normally I just refer to them in a contemptuous number-based system that I, that I employ. Well, this week I've actually bought a Mill programme. That's right, I've invested £3 in this show. And I've got to say, it's a nice, it's a nice turnout now. I, I, I posted on uh, Twitter earlier on what nice job the editor, Billy Taylor, has done of, of, the, of the Match Day programme. Really nice magazine, readable, a lot of good articles, a lot of good content in there. It's well worth buying. And it also helps any wannabe amateur hour commentators, such as myself, to know the names of the opposition. You've got to tell me if you like the, the names of the opposition, or do you prefer them just to be referred by the shirt number? Contemptuous style, you tell me. Game has just um, eased up pace-wise a little bit. That was quite a frenetic early pace that we were keeping going. Two Forest players down. Inside their own half to the door, derision, the utter derision of the Mill support, as one would expect and indeed hope for. 40 minutes on the clock. More lengthy delay for the 17, who is um, Jack Hunt. Jack Hunt. And a lot of people are calling his name out in tribute. Jack Hunt. Jack Hunt. Hurry up, Jack Hunt. He's hobbling off. invaluable time he's off I truly believe that at the club there was a sideline like an, an empathy type service you know on those welfare lines that you're ringing where you've got problems at work if you've got kind of drugs alcohol sexual problems marriage problems work problems mill empathy call us and we'll stop <laughs> ask you to stop wasting our valuable time <laughs> oh dear. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm, I was quite an admirer of Brian Clough as a, as a football manager and as a, as a person generally. <laughs> Make it ain't nice, is it? <laughs> it's raw, it's real, it's red meat front of the dogs. It's Millwall, ladies and gentlemen. You get what you get down here. I've been under a cosh a fair amount this half, Forrest, I've got to say. Tackles are flying in thick and fast in midfield. Seconds remaining, 10 seconds to go in the first half. Goes for a throw, that probably do us, I'd say. There is half time, Mill nil, Nottingham Forest nil. Good half of football, good half of football, I've enjoyed that. <clears throat> the game's got a slightly old fashioned quality to it, some crunching, crunching tackles going down in midfield. Um, Mill have been on the, on the front foot for a lot of the half, coming forwards at Forest. Equally speaking, they look pretty sharp going forwards to themselves. So, 
Um, anything still is. Still all to play for. We're going to be right back after these messages. The best Millwall fanzine around. Just two quid. It's on sale before every home game. TBL. A magazine. TBL. A magazine. And gentlemen, CBL has left the building. It's funny, I'm just uh, reviewing uh, Twitter at half-time, as, as one does in this modern age. I've just um, posted, I've, I'm really enjoying this game of football. It's a committed game of football. It's, uh, it's got a slightly old-fashioned vibe about it. It's almost like going back to the old days where men were men and crunk tackles went in, crunching, and um, the game flowed. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm just looking at Aldo's tweet here, though. Um, he's, he's calling it a stop-start game with lots of injuries. Edwards stretched off with a nasty one. Lions have offered little attack. Now, I thought we'd actually looked pretty good going forward. We pressed hard, contained Forest to a large extent in that first half. They will always look sharp when they get their opportunities because they're a quality side. But I thought we'd look pretty good going forward. It's just interesting how other people see it. I mean, Jay Taylor here is posted half-time 0-0. Not, not been a classic, pretty even so far. So I don't know what it says about me, but I've been enjoying it. I've, uh, it's not been pretty, but maybe I like the fact it's not been pretty. It's been a real trial of strength in many respects, and that, that's what I like. I was singing the praises earlier on of the match day programme, and it really is quite a, quite a nice product. Um, but it's a fascinating, well, I find fascinating anyway, section here. Where they're kind of running through the alphabet of Millwall. And um, this edition today is D, and it turns out that the Duke of Norfolk was once... Uh, um, Millwall club president. I, I never knew this. This is this is a fascinating little snippet of Millwall trivia. Um, but apparently, back in the uh, 1930s, late 1930s, the Millwall manager of the day was one Charlie Hewitt, a, a well-known figure in the club's history. Um, and they were looking at the time for the, the, the role or the the, um, the figurehead of, of club president. And it was normally in in uh, most uh, clubs' cases, it's some ex-player, some local dignitary, mayor or councillor or so, some of the great and good of that club in particular. But at the time, it was felt that they, Mill needed someone prestigious. And for reasons that I can't quite fathom out, they managed to sort out the um, the Duke of Norfolk. Um, sorry, listeners, we're being interrupted by the, the, the slightly shrill tones of... Um, of the uh, the big inflatable ball competition. So anyway, yeah, the, um, the Duke of Norfolk once was uh, the president of the club. 16th Duke of Norfolk, Bernard Fitzalan Howard. Apparently took on the role in 1938 when the Times announced that the Duke of Norfolk yesterday consented to become the first president of Millwall Football Club. I, I don't know why we don't aim high again nowadays, see if someone would consent to be our club president in that way. Remember, the aristocracy is always good for... Uh, you know, someone a bit shady uh, for daily types. But yeah, apparently he was club president until 1964, when his interests seem to have moved on to Brighton and Hove Albion, and also cricket, where the Duke of Norfolk's 11 um, touring team take uh, play at Arundel Castle, of course. 
down on the south coast. So there we are, the Duke of Norfolk was once our club president. Just um, I, I got it into my head I might go for a half-time um, slash, and I just nip downstairs to go into the um, gents, obviously. And it's like walking into a, uh, a warfare gas chamber down there. I'll, I'll, I'll hang on for the second half. So if I sound slightly uncomfortable at times, listeners, I do apologise. But honestly, I wouldn't want to go in and breathe in about 500 fags all at once. Really nice little piece in the match day programme. I'm just reading here. It's about Mill's First World War heroes. Obviously, this is 100 years um, since the outbreak of that almighty conflict. And there's a, a really nice little article here about, um, I believe it was Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dines, uh, played for Millwall uh, in the early part of the, um, just prior to the First World War. Um, he's also an amateur, England amateur international, and also got a, a gold medal um, in the Stockholm Olympics of 1912. Um, he played for a number of London clubs, in, um, including Millwall at that time. Sadly, Joe Dines perished in uh, 16th of September 1918. That's heartbreakingly close to the end of the conflict, of course when he was killed by a burst of machine gun fire, um, buried at the Grand Ravine British Cemetery at Harringcourt, um, just nine kilometres from Cambrai. Um, they've listed it right here. Uh, Joe Dines, war hero, Olympic gold medalist, and Millwall player. We will remember them. Really nice piece. Congratulations to Billy Taylor for what he's done with this programme. That's a really nice piece. A nice photograph of Lieutenant Dines here as well, as well as the plaque that the club has to the others that perished in the Great War. Nice stuff. I like it. Here come the Lions for the second half. Nil-nil. Game poised and in the balance, really. For it to kick off the second half, coming towards the cunt's end, and we're going to be going, we're going to be attacking the Coldblow lane in. Fantastic, fantastic work there. Fantastic work by Jimmy Abdu, defensively keeping away the 18, who is Michelangelo, Michael Antonio, Mark Antonio. It's a funny day, weather-wise. Ian Holloway's wearing like an Undertaker-style coat down there. He's a long black coat he's wearing. I'm sitting there in short sleeves. I must admit, it's probably a little bit on the cooler side for short sleeves. But I'm not sure it's um, Undertaker's coat weather either. There's Malone. Come down the left. Floats the ball in towards Renegi. Goalkeeper punches clear when I would have already taken it. Comes back to McDonald and loses the ball. Handball. Handball. Probably about five yards outside the Forest penalty area. 47, 48 minutes coming up. Mill free kick for handball. I imagine he's going to float a ball in. Got Beavers forward. He's got Renegi forward. In it comes. It's floated across towards Renegi who goes over. Nothing. I'd have been surprised if we got that as a decision. It looked like he rather played for him. Fell rather than went for the ball. When uh, a more committed header might have got somewhere close to it. Crowd calling for the uh, dismissal of the Forest Bay. He ran hard on Ed Upson there. Referee ran straight in to prevent any kind of handbags. What's he going to do here? It's the 17. 27, sorry, not 17. Chris Burke. Upson looks all right. He's kind of holding his leg there. Looks like he's going to be a yellow at worst. Forgive me, it's not it's the number 10. Henry Lansbury. Gets a yellow card. Oh, a stream of abuse from the crowd. There's been no quarter physically today, no quarter taken, nor expected, I've got to say. 15 minutes on the clock. Here come Forrest. 
on the break. Here comes the 18, Michelangelo. Robbed. Robbed by Scobbledore. Does brilliantly. And keeps possession. Here goes Wolford. He finds Jermaine Easter. Mill on the attack. He finds Scott McDonald. Right hand wing. The crowd loving this. They're behind the mill now. Williams. What can he do? Shoots. Deflected for a corner. Fifty-three minutes. Beavers pushes man down, draws a yellow. This game's going to get edgy, ladies and gentlemen. I feel an edge coming. Missed the air. Floodlights are on. Mill crowd is getting his blood up. The forest free kick though. Halfway inside the Mill half, over on the right hand side. Fifty-four minutes coming up on the clock. In it comes. Up loops away. Abdul clears for a throw. Williams wins the ball beautifully there. Plays it forwards. Easter bundled over. Got to be a free kick. Referee's losing control of this game. If he ever had it in the first place. Yellow card now for Forrest. Someone's going to walk out of this game, ladies and gentlemen. I feel it. Feel it in my bones, I do. 55 minutes on the clock. So in comes the free kick from Williams. Good long towards Renegi, can't win it. Falls back to Upson. Upson forward. All across the first penalty area. Oh, it's off the line. It's Wolford. Oh! Clear chance, ladies and gentlemen. Wolford won the ball back from the header. Shot wide. Shot wide. 55 minutes. Millwall pressing forwards. Good raw atmosphere now. This is what you come down Millwall for, ladies and gentlemen. This is what it's all about. Here comes Addu playing on the right side of midfield now. Addu surging forward actually. He's got Wolford overlapping, finds him. In comes from Wolford towards Renegi. The goalkeeper takes. Falls to McDonald's. Plays it out to Malone. Ball in was another handball shout. Not given. Not given. 60 minutes on the clock. Mill pressing forward. It's pressure from Millwall. Here's Addu. Finds Wolford. Can't cut inside. He gets a handball decision. Free kick Millwall over by the uh, near side corner flag as I look. 63rd minute of the game. It's going to be Sean Williams going to take. Not far short of being a corner. In it comes towards Renegi off the line. Off the line. Very, very unlucky there. That was an instinctive shot and an instinctive block. I don't think anyone knew too much about that. That came off the line there, ladies and gentlemen. Ricardo Fuller's coming in for Matthias Renegi. I think he's done well today. He's getting good applause. One of the better performances I've seen from the man. He looked interested today. Put himself about and has shown some good skill on occasions. Williams chips it forwards. He's trying to find Beavers. Oh, inches wide. I thought that was a... a most glancing of headers, didn't look much on it, and it kind of trickled just wide of the post. Unlucky. It's full of chasing after a headed fall by Addo now. Just outside the edge of the penalty area, shoots. It's on target, but taken well by the first goalkeeper. 76 minutes. First goalkeeper has taken his time, something chronic, and he's been shown a yellow card. Well played the referee, taking his time. I mean, Forrest is going to be happy with a 0-0 draw. Get out of here alive, basically. Mill been pressing for a win all half. Been good to see. 
Here comes Forrest. We've got to watch out for the late sucker punches. It's Sumbalunga. It's away by Beavers. Forrest keep possession. It's played back to the two. Over on the far side. Forrest winger coming down the right-hand wing. Malone's in front of him. He gets a cross in. No! Inches over. Jesus. Seven minutes on the clock. Here come Forrest on the break now. Four minutes to go. 86 minutes. On the far right-hand side, what are they going to do? They cut inside. Two men on him. He's still going. Ball floated across. Jimmy clears it. Taken by Ball on the line. Thank fuck for that. Apologies for my lack of commentary. I was frozen. It was like a fucking headlight rabbit walking out on the M1 with headlights coming towards you. I couldn't actually think what to say there. But thankfully, David Ford collected at last moment on the line. Jesus Christ, what do we do this? If you could freeze it now, both sides would settle for the draw, and no one really wants to be the uh, the team that concedes a late a late loss. Mill chasing well, late in the game, chasing Forrest down in their own half, pressing them back. Really good to see. A rather portly gentleman in the Forest end is being offered out by the whole of Block 1 at the moment. There's <laughs> Forrest on the attack, it's late. Oh, fuck for that. I am wide away. Forrest pressing forwards late into injury time, ladies and gentlemen. Two minutes gone, two more minutes to go. This should be it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm making it 49 minutes now. There it is. Mill nil. Not a Forrest nil, ladies and gentlemen. Good, good performance, Mill. Pressed them back the whole of that second half. I thought that was as good a game of football as you would have seen in a long while. Probably short on clear-cut chances. But this is one of the better sides of the division. And we've pinned them back for long, long periods. One point from the, uh, Ian Holloway's toughest week. But there we are. That was a good show today. This is Octoon Millwall Radio. Stay tuned for more Millwall conversation after these messages. Thank you for calling Octum Millwall. Leave your Millwall messages at 020 This is Lee Gregory. 32-goal striker with Halifax Town FC last season. I want to squash some rumours for all Millwall fans. Any rumours that says that me and Ian Holloway have had a falling out all along. He's told me I've got a big future in game and I was at the den today ready to start. And he said I'm starting today at den versus Ipswich Town and I was there. And but then I found out that we were away. So I'm wondering now whether I might have misheard any rumours. This is Lee Gregory signing out. 32 goal striker with Halifax Town. It's Lee Gregory, 32 goal striker with Halifax Town last season. I'm really into the report. I've had a bit of falling out. Falling out with Ian Holloway. I said to him, I went in office this week. I said, Ian, you signed me last season because I'm 32 goal striker with Halifax Town. And I'm not getting game. I can't get game from Millwall. He said to me, Lee, I sound just as a sweeper. 
I said, what are you talking about, Ian? I'm striker, I'm not sweeper. He said, no, no, Lee. I want you players. I, I want to use you as a sweeper and give me broom to go and sweep the terraces down at Ben. I've had a falling out with him. I can tell you, I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to do that. This is Lee, Lee Gregory. I'm striker. Striker, 32 goal striker with Halifax Town, not sweeper. I'm having a fag and a fucking bog, and there's nothing Hannibal can do about it. Oh, good afternoon. Nate Sung Millwall, Nigel, the plane spotter, calling in. Um, very, very excited about coming along today, having missed um, the last two games. Last last Saturday, it's Ipswich due to the exploding uh, lunchbox incident. And I did, I didn't, didn't go to Reading on Tuesday. Um, I don't do weeks due to the um, lack of opportunity to have a plane spotter. Uh, at midweek games, it's obviously it's not something that uh, well, well, one can do in the dark, is it? Um, but I'm just on my way, just just left home, uh, and just as I was leaving home today um, um, to come to the ground, mother said to me, "Are you taking your hip flask, Nigel?" I said, "No, mother, I'm taking my thermos, and there's nothing trendy about that." She said to me, "Oh, Nigel, you're such an anorak." I said, "Mother." Mother, you must not call me an anorak, as you, 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 you as, 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 as you know, Charlton are the an- anoraks. I'd rather you call me a cagool than that. Why would you call me a cagool? You thought I was going to say something, didn't you? Anyway, I just wanted to say, Nick, really been enjoying the podcast this season. Mother and I listened to it over Sunday lunch. Mother, mother really enjoys it. She particularly enjoys all the swearing. Um, so she did say to me the other day that, that Nick fellow is in is in no danger of getting out of Jones's job on Songs of Rose, is he? He's got a real real potty mouth. Um, so, so so my prediction for today, well, I can tell you one thing for certain: the plane spotting is going to be pretty pretty shit um, due to the overcast conditions. So not not really too enthralled about that. But uh, for Forest, Forest scoring a few goals, um, I, I think there might be some goals in it for us. So I'll go for a repeat of um, the uh, classic game in 88-89 and say it's going to be... Two-two. 2-2 is my prediction for today. Um, put your money on it. Anyway, Nigel signing off once again. Lovely to speak to all you Millwall fans across the world. T-T-F-N. When I look for all to what I read, not the mastery program that all is saying to me. It's just too quick. The only magazine I read it's GDL, 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 GDL. CBL magazine is on sale before every home game at Zampa Road. Just too quick. GDL, GDL, GDL.
Okay, welcome back after the messages and welcome to the show, the butterfly collector himself, Peter Hurd. Welcome to the show, Peter. Thank you very much, Nick. What a game that was today. I really enjoyed that. For a nil-nil draw, that was as entertaining a match as I've seen in a long time. I thought so. I thought it was a nice open game. Excellent. We are. I thought we did really well against them. I mean, considering some of the talent they've got in their team or the, the big name signings or big money signings, I thought we did very well against them, I've got to say. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd say the same thing. I mean, the resources they bring to bear, I mean, we, we keep saying this game by game because we're playing teams that are, you know, financially a lot, a lot better off than we are. But the pound for pound, we, you know, we, we look like the stronger side out there, especially in that second half. We certainly did. We certainly snubbed out their £8 million striker as well, didn't we? Yeah. Didn't we really get a chance, did they? No, that's right. I mean, it's kept very, very quiet. And um, defence lately have been looked at looking a little bit flaky on occasions, but when they're on song, they do like a good unit, don't they? they, they Absolutely. Kept... I thought Jimmy Abdu had a remarkable game today. I've been one of his biggest critics for his lack of passing ability in the past. But today he did what he, you know, what he does best. He, he chased and tackled and fought. Really, really hard, and I thought we had an unbelievable game at right back. No, I'd agree with that. I mean, on, on the back of a, of a massive loss, I mean, it seems reading the, um, you know, the websites tonight that Carlos Edwards has, has taken a bad injury to his knee. We don't know the full extent of that at the moment. All right. Okay. But um, it sounds like he's popped his knee, so that's going to be, you know, him out of the game for some some while, I would guess. Yeah. And for Abdu to drop into that um, position in in the circumstances and against the kind of side that we were playing. I thought it was fantastic. It was one of, the, one of the performances of the season in, in, in that respect. I thought he did very, very well. I thought so. I mean, there was one point when he turned their, their winger. I mean, in the first 10 minutes, their winger terrified me. I thought, oh, this is going to give us a torrid time today. Yeah. But actually, um, I thought we did really well against him in the end. I think we sort of had to double up on him. Danny was sort of coming out of the cover at times. But really, there was one point when Jimmy had to beat him three times and made the ball back to Fordy and... Uh, yeah, you know it was absolute class defending. I've got to say, what an adaptable player he is, Peter. And when you think, you know, he came to us back in the, you know, the kind of dark days of, um, well, just when Kenny Jacket arrived, I think. Um, you know, he's, he's stuck around all these years, and he seems to, to to rise to the occasion in, you know, whenever it demands. Bearing in mind his lack of, you know, the forty-yard passing ability, you know, could that be a new position for Jimmy? You know. Um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. He played well. He, he seems to be getting forward more than I think. That might be one of the things that Holloway's demanded of him. He seems to be thinking about going forwards more than he seemed to, you know, traditionally. Definitely. But no, I mean, it, it was it was a it was a real powerhouse performance. I mean, with name checking like Jimmy Abdu, he did particularly well. But I thought across the whole side today. There were standout performances. I also want to pick up Ed Upson as well in midfield. He looked very good. He looked very good uh, when he came on. Um, looked, looked like a challenge. Looked like he was comfortable on the ball. Yeah. I thought Williams actually bossed the midfield. Um, I, he was always looking for a pass. He was he was playing little triangles. He was he, he was hungry for the ball. But as you say, when Upson came on, um, he looked really really good. Um, I think it's probably the best crop of midfielders we've had at the club for some some time, Nick. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting um, quote on, in the week on News at Den, and a, a line that I've picked up on the, that Holloway said he wanted to impose um, impose our game on Forrest, and I think we certainly did that today. Yeah. There were periods in the first half where, I think at the end of the first half, when half-time came, I, I said on the live thing I did earlier on that it was a game that was in the balance. It could have gone either way at that stage. I felt that yeah. we were get, giving as good as we were getting. Um, but clearly, you know, the second half, I thought, belonged to Millwall entirely. I, I, I didn't see much out of them in the second half. I think with the exception of 
exception of the one where Ford had to clutch it on the line, yeah, um, yeah. I don't think Ford had to make a save in the second half, did he, from memory? No. Other than that? No, I mean, that's actually that's a good point. I mean, the, the thing that I, I find with these teams now is you can have them on the back foot for the whole of, you know, the whole 45 minutes, as we did in that second half, but one lapse in concentration, one slip, and you're, you stand a good chance of getting punished for it. That's it. They can hurt you. And, and that's the difference between having a quality striker. I mean, you know, I mentioned a somber, lumber, 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 lumber. <laughs> didn't, didn't get a sniff. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> but realistically, you know, he only needed one chance. And yeah. you knew the threat was always there. And uh, I had this horrible feeling of uh, foreboding going five minutes injury time and whatever at the end. I thought, how gutted would it be yeah. if we were to lose this at the last minute goal? Um, but no, we, we dug in, we did well. And uh, on another day, we might have won. You know, I, I do think we're over-elaborating at times. I think we're trying to walk the ball in. Yeah. There's times around the edge of the box where either Malone gets forward or McDonald, and you think, just hit it, for fuck's sake, just hit yeah. it. Yeah. And they're sort of little triangles on the edge of the box again. But I think it'll come. Um, I thought Fuller did well when he came on as well. Fuller did very well. Um, I mean, the point you just made, I, 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 you know, it's a point that we've made on the show a few times. I thought there was actually, in fairness, less of that today. I thought we got the ball forwards with more pace and direction. You, you're right. I mean, there's always a tendency to, to you know, go that one pass too many. But I just thought it was, it, was, it was reduced on some of the previous games that we've seen for, you know, for Millwall. Yeah. Um, I mean, another thing that Holloway said in the week was that you've got to learn how to play. You've got to learn how to play for Millwall. I think he's by that he's meaning how to play for the Millwall crowd to bring it into play. I think and, you're right. And you know he enjoyed how we played today, uh, Holloway. And I think he's right. I mean, a performance like that, which is passing football, Peter, isn't it? I mean, yeah. You know, we we looked as good as as they did, and yeah, it was exciting and entertaining to watch. And that's, you know, the criticism of passing football today has been it goes up its own arse and goes nowhere. But more today, I thought, we, we saw the how, how it should be. Edwards out for, for, it looks like, a lengthy spell. It's going to be quite a, you know, quite a loss. Um, Dunny stayed in central defence today, and I, I, I thought that was quite interesting. I, my first thought was when Edwards went off, he would move across to the right back position. But and I thought Williams would drop back into the back four, and yeah. that was the obvious thing. But that sort of he signalled to Jimmy to go over there. And I thought, well, he, yeah, he did play there a couple of times last season. I don't know if you recall. Yeah. And I thought, he, you know, he, didn't, he never looked really in danger. No. Last season, and I thought, well, you know. But there was a long time to go. It was, I think, seven minutes in the injury, wasn't it, or eight minutes in. Yeah. And I thought, oh, are we going to hold on here? Because, like I say, the first ten minutes, their their um, left winger, not in the Hannibal sense, but the uh, <laughs> the other sense. I mean, he tore us apart, and I, I just looked and thought, oh God, he's going to he's going to have a field day, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but no, we we managed to uh, to bottle him up and keep him at bay, really. The other thing I liked about today, and we, we've seen it a few times. In all the games, in fairness, but today especially, um, was the way we pressed Forest. They we, they were, you know, we were defending from the front line backwards. They were, they were having to be pushed back constantly, and yeah, and I thought that was impressive. It was, and and that sort of high tempo. I mean, we've we spoken about it before, and we, you know, mm. we, we can't keep that up for for sort of ninety minutes. But you can do it in spells, and you need to do it when the opponents have got the ball, really, don't you? And press, and. Um, when I said about the midfield, I mean, we have got the personnel who can do that. You know, we're still missing Bailey. Yeah. You know, Jimmy Abdu can play his normal role in midfield. Yeah. We seem to have six or seven midfielders. And if, if we've got to play that sort of game, 
then yeah. we need those sort of players of the Upsons and whatever on the bench to be able to come on and carry on that momentum in midfield, I think. I'm just looking at the, the, the championship table. I mean, we've, we've, we've dropped down to, um, I think it's 13th position, looking at this. Um, played eight, we've scored eight and conceded eight. So I think that, you know, that we, we've said it a few times on, on one show and another, the scoring of the goals is still, you know, a major issue for us. Renegi up front today, I was more impressed with. I didn't know what you thought of him, Peter. I, I, I liked him today. Yeah, I mean, he, he was playing, you know, he was, he was playing a lonely old game up front in, yeah. the, in the first 20 minutes after that. There were times when he sort of loses the ball, or gets challenged, and he wants to stand there and moan at the ref rather than just get on with the game. And I think yeah. he, he will learn that the Millwall fans won't tolerate too much of that old bollocks. But, um, you know, he can come across as a bit of a casual-looking player. Um, but no, I mean his his work rate was fine. We know that's a difficult role. We've we've spoken about it before. And we, yeah. You know when you're playing that the lone striker. Yeah. Um, but I thought you know McDonald had another good game today. He gets around. Well, McDonald's fantastic, and, and he, um, the tackling he was putting as well, Peter. But, uh, yeah. In that second half, oh wow, that is that is. Um, I don't know whether that was a knock on the head, don't you? Was it? Perhaps I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, it could have been. <laughs> they had danger of turning into an episode of casualty in the first 20 minutes, didn't they? I mean, we had the, the, their two players went down injured, didn't they? And then, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it was a full-on, full-blooded game, wasn't it? I mean, that's what I liked. I mean, I was half the time I was looking through Twitter, and, and there were people posting about that. You know, it's not a game for the purists, and um, yeah. I thought, well, it is for this purist, this Millwall purist. I thought it was a fantastic game of football. It was blood and thunder, and a lot of people around me were moaning about the ref, Nick. But I just like to say, I thought we had a good game. I thought when players needed booking, he booked them. The fans seem to be getting upset about whether you know the, the last man should have gone off. But I mean, the ball was going wide down the wing, yeah. and I think I think the central defender was behind him anyway. Um, I, I think the ref got most of the big decisions right. To be yeah, quite I mean, it's interesting. And he let it flow, didn't he? If he let it flow, I mean, it, it was a good game to watch. Um, I think if you were a neutral in the ground watching that, you'd have enjoyed it. I certainly yeah. enjoyed it as a, as a Millwall neutral, you know. Um, and I think Pierce will be the happier manager. I mean, I oh, think he'll yeah. be well happy to come away from there with a point. Well, toward the end of the of the game, on a, I said on the live piece that I did, I mean, you know, Forrest will happily settle for a point now and to get out of the yeah. place intact, you know, and um, I think that was I think that was so, and that's quite a tribute to to Mill's performance today, you know. Yeah. Um, so no, no, great game of football. I mean, it's one of those hard things to explain to the non-football fan how a, a nil-nil draw can be, you know, riveting, and that was a riveting game. I thought. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So totally agree. no, well, well done. I just want to read out a couple of um, tweets to you. Um, Shell MFC says a well-deserved point. Um, would have taken that before the game, but now I'm gutted we didn't nick it. Well played, Millwall. Abdu take a bow, which I think we both agreed with. Yeah. Um, and Andrew MFC has mentioned Ed Upson, best performance since signing. Um, excellent today. And Jimmy Abdu, a revelation at, at right back. Um, so it leaves us in 13th position, 11 points. Holloway's uh, on, on news that Dennis challenging Mill to break into the playoff pack. I. I Part of me says that's that's a big ask this season. I, I think we'll do well to finish mid-table, don't you? Where, where do you I start? think at the start of the season we'd all take mid-table. I think you know a couple of little results at the beginning of the season when we beat Leeds and Fulham and everyone was, yeah. myself included, getting carried away. Get giddy, yeah, yeah. I think you know twelfth to fourteenth would be an excellent place to finish this season. Yeah. But again, looking at some of the results again today, you know, you've only got to be in and around twelfth, tenth place. Yeah. By sort of January, February, 
and suddenly it's a game changer. You know, you can go on a little run, and and we saw it happen with teams last year and the year before. Yeah, um, there's always a team who fades, isn't there? It's usually Reading or someone like that, or Ipswich, <laughs> and you know. We've played both of them this week, and you know, not so much the Ipswich game. I think I don't think we de- we deserved anything there, but certainly the Reading game. You know, on another day again, we'd have beaten them or at least got a draw. So, you know, it's it's more optimistic as the season goes on. The worrying statistic is the one you alluded to earlier for me, which is the you know the eight goals, eight, eight against. Yeah. It's beginning to sound a very much like a Kenny Jacket type season, isn't it? You know, yeah. All the stats pile up, and you know. We're still we, struggling we for that magic striker, Peter, aren't we? You know, we, we we thought we might have signed him with Lee Gregory, but he seems to have, um, you know, I don't know where he's gone. He might be working at McDonald's with uh, Thierry Racon and one or two yeah. others. Um, it, he doesn't. I think the official line is it's an injury, Nick. It's an injury. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, he's, he's resting. He's like an actor yeah. between jobs at the moment, isn't he? Um, so he doesn't seem to be at the moment the answer to that that conundrum. Um, and you're right. I mean, to, to have scored eight goals from eight games, one per game, basically, is um, that's not going to break us into the playoff zone. I, I personally believe. Um, I've got this wonderful Holloway quote here for you. You're going to enjoy this one, Peter. He's, uh, Holloway said after the game today, he doesn't want to be a Kenyan, a Kenyan in the marathon because they're always at the front, and that's not us. We're not going to be there. We, I want to get into the chasing pack. Do, do you want to be a Kenyan, Peter? I'm built like one, obviously, Nick, as you know. Um, <laughs> You're built like mean, three or four Kenyans, mate. It's a good point. You don't want to peak too early, do you? you no, know, um, no. I don't think you want to be up there to be shy at because everyone fancies to go up beating the top three or four. Yeah. There's some strong teams in this league. You know, again, I think Norwich came from 2 0 down today, didn't they? Cut kind of drew two yeah. each. Um, but, but I mean, they, they just seem to be, you know, grinding out results and. You know, personally, I, I think if if you could add a decent striker or a decent partnership of some sort yeah. up front, yeah. uh, whether that's a big man, little man, you know, a lone player and a regular coming good, um, I, I do think, you know, the playoffs are not out of our reach. And that sounds fantasy football-esque, I know. But yeah. genuinely, I, I just think this league is so open, you know, I mean... At one point, Birmingham were two new up down at Norwich, and you know that was yeah. a coupon buster for the block-free wine gum firm. We were far from happy <laughs> at, at that point because we all had Norwich as a banker, I think. So, you know, we, we were looking at it and thinking, well, you know, anyone can beat anyone in this league, and and I think a nil-nil against Forest come the end of the season will actually turn out to be a very good result, mate. Well, we've actually done we've done well. I mean, whether the results have necessarily followed, we've had two defeats this week and one draw, so that's the harsh reality of it. But equally, we've done very, very well against three decent sides there. Ipswich, you know, we played well for forty-five minutes and then let it go. That was our fault. We did very well up at Reading. I mean, we we came back from two 0 down and got caught with a sucker punch, which again is our fault. Um, and today we've we've gone toe to toe with uh, the top of the table side. Actually, and I'm looking at it, Nor- Nottingham Forest top of the table. So there's no reason to dismiss the notion entirely that we might finish up in the maybe in the sixth spot by the end of the season. It will need a a little bit more than what we've got at the moment up front, but you yeah. know, it's not beyond the beyond the possibilities. That's for sure. And there's going to be players now. You know, now all the Premiership um, squads have been sorted out. There's going to be players who are looking for regular football who may be willing to drop down. We may, you know, we may be lucky and pull up another Harry Kane or another there. I say 
Brano Bongo would be listening, um, Chris Wood or that that sort of player who's young, hungry, looking yeah. to get games under their belt, who can play alongside someone like Fuller or Renegi or, you know, with McDonald or Easter. I mean, Easter for me is, you know, I, I thought given a chance as an out-and-out striker, he, he could get goals, but I just don't, now I don't see it at this level, to be honest with you. I, I don't see it as a striker. No, no. He, he played as effectively, it was a midfield role today, and then yeah. he, he put a shift in. Very, you know, a lot of hard work out there, and, you know, I, I, I take my, my cap off to that. Um, he doesn't look like he's got the quality, unfortunately, does he, to, no. you know, to create. But for me, just talking about the, the recent results, actually, I'm looking forward. I, I think next, game, next week's game's a biggie, because on paper, that's a game we can go and get a result at. Yeah, no, I mean, just, I mean, Huddersfield third from bottom on five points. You've got Blackpool and, and Fulham uh, underneath them. Um, and I make you right, that's that's a big game. If we play like we did today up there, um, Huddersfield, I think, got stuffed today, didn't they? They got beat through, uh, by Leeds 3-0. Yeah. Um, then we've got to go up there thinking in terms of a win because I think that's the kind of game where we do need to clean up if we yeah. really do have ideas of looking upwards rather than, you know, downwards. And then again, looking back at the two results, you know, we've probably done it the wrong way round. You'd take a home win and an away draw, but if we get a home draw and an away win, yeah. then four points, you're back to your two point average again, aren't you? And you you know, then we've got I think we've got Birmingham on the Tuesday night. Yeah. I know they're a bit of a bogey team, they've got the old Indian sign over us at the moment. Yeah, but yeah. but actually on paper again that's a winnable game. We perform like we did against Forest today. Yeah. I don't think Birmingham are any anywhere near as resilient as Forest and uh, you know, you've got a chance of, of making a result there as well. And all of a sudden, seven points from three games. Look yeah. at me, we're in the playoffs again, aren't we? You know, yeah. both like collector logic here. But it's easy done, isn't it? You know, it's going to be a roller coaster season, I suspect. And uh, lots of ups and lots of downs. And, and every team in this league is going to have a little bad run where they lose, you know, four or five in a spin yeah. or don't pick up yeah. points. So, you know, who knows? We're, we're certainly better off at this point than we were last season, I think, still just. And, uh, yeah. Certainly, league position-wise, and um, no one's really running away with it yet, are they? No, not at the moment, and um, we're, we're certainly in, in in with a shout. We don't look out of place. Let's put it that way. I mean, uh, there were times under the ginger one that we, we whose name we don't mention any longer. Yeah, where we did look out of place. We 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 didn't look like we belonged in the league, and yeah. you know, on on any of the even the defeat occasions this week, at no point have I felt we didn't belong in this league, and I think that's a tribute to to Ian Holloway and what the squad have achieved this season so um, that's there was one thing I wanted to pick up on Nick which yeah. I saw in the game which um, I hope isn't isn't going to spread but there seemed to be a bit of a niggle among the players I don't know if you saw McDonald and Folder having a little go at each other when Did McDonald lost the it. ball right. you know, it's starting to creep in now whether that's frustration I don't know I know Holloway's always he, he wants players to care yeah. and to challenge each other yeah. and I know Ford's a bit of a, a, a lively old character and uh, yeah. But they, it seems to go on a little bit longer than perhaps it should. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, bearing in mind McDonald was having a pretty good game. Yeah. And Ford hadn't had much to do. I'm thinking, well, do we want them two going at it? You know, because yeah. yeah, yeah. there's no need, is there? There was no, he didn't give away a goal or anything. It was just, yeah. I think in fairness, he pointed where he was going to put the ball and then put it there and no one had run, you know. Right. So That would frustrate, wouldn't it? No, I yeah, missed that. I missed that one a little bit honest. of that going on among the players. And I thought, well, you know, we've got to stand there, really. Cause, uh, but, you know, the difference this year is, as you just mentioned, we're going out and we look like a team who believe we can win games. Yeah. And under the ginger one, I don't think we were, were we? It was almost like they were, they were watching the championship go on around them yeah. and not taking part in it. Yeah, entirely. 
Fantastic stuff, Peter. I really appreciate you doing this. No problem at all, mate. That's the show for today. Um, next week, I'm, I am actually travelling up to Huddersfield in, in pursuit of three points, we hope, up there at the... Uh, is it called the Gal Farm Stadium now? I can't remember. That's the one. Well, let's hope we get one of your legendary, oh, fuck me, you scored, because um, we haven't had one then for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Appreciate your time, Peter. Thanks a lot, mate. listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here!